Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. It is good to be together again after the weekend. I hope you enjoyed the last two days with family and friends. Uh, Many of us also enjoy some time alone, taking time to be quiet, at rest, being rejuvenated. This is what yesterday is for. Sunday is the Lord's Day, and as Christians, we set aside this day to give worship and praise to our God and to spend our time with Jesus and with His people. My prayer for you is that you do not rush through the weekend as busy and as hard-charging as you are Monday through Friday, rather that you will make time for the Lord, of course every day, but especially on the Lord's Day. We each require rest. That is how we gain the energy and vitality we need to move through another week of work, in all its various forms, by the grace and wisdom of God. As God rested on the seventh day, so too we will rest on Sunday. Or if you work Sundays, then another day of your choice. The reality is some of us do work Sundays. Okay, that's my mini-sermon on the necessity and importance of rest in our lives, Friends, the busier you are, the more you need this. So let me pray for us. Father, thank you for how you model for us a day of rest. You are God. You obviously did not need to rest on the seventh day from all the work, which you did. But Genesis 2 says you rested anyway in order to teach us your ways. I pray we will learn from you and do what you have commanded us. I pray especially for the person who is tuning in right now who is real tired, perhaps even completely burned out, just going through the motions of life with no energy whatsoever. Maybe the circumstances of this person's life demand nonstop attention, and it is wearying. Please meet this man or this woman in their time of need. Lead them Give them a little circle of quiet amidst the loud and noisy hustle and bustle of life in constant motion. Calm minds and hearts at this hour, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, here we are again in the Genesis account at chapter 4 and now entering verses 4 and 5. Hear now God's word to you on this Monday from Genesis 4 verses 3 through 5. I'll start with verse 3 for context. So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. Abel, on his part, also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and for his offering, but for Cain and for his offering, he had no regard. So Cain became very angry and his countenance fell. I want to remind you that here we have two brothers two offerings, and two different responses from the Lord. Thus far, we have covered verse 3 and the first part of verse 4. And today I invite us back into God's Word with this question. What kind of worship is pleasing and acceptable to God? We are at the point in Cain's life when we can ask this question because in verse 4 we learned that God finds Abel's offering to be pleasing and acceptable, 
And in verse 5, we learn that God finds Cain's offering to be displeasing and unacceptable. Our series is God and Cain, so I do want to emphasize what happens here between God and Cain. However, what the scripture does is to contrast Abel's offering with Cain's offering. So first, we have to deal with why Abel's offering was pleasing and acceptable to holy God, and that will tell us why Cain's was not. You see, this is a study in contrasts. The more you read the Bible, the more you will see that is often how the Lord teaches us. He sets one way up against His way, and the Holy Spirit illuminates for us the difference. Our way is the wrong way. God's way is the right way. In this case, Cain's way is the wrong way, and Abel's way is the right way. So let's start with this, verse 4b. The Lord had regard for Abel and for his offering. What is it about Abel's offering that God likes? Well, here is exactly what it is. Abel brings his offering by faith. The clear distinction between Abel's offering and Cain's offering is that Abel brings his to God by faith, and Cain brings his to God by works. The difference, as we will learn, is not in fruit versus flock. The difference is not because Cain brought the fruit of the ground and Abel brought of the firstlings of his flock and their fat portions. That is not why God rejected one and accepted the other. No. The real difference concerns the inner attitude of the two men. God looks at the inward appearance and not the outward appearance. Worship that is pleasing and acceptable to God is worship that comes to him from the inward appearance of faith not the outward appearance of works. Let me say that again. Worship that is pleasing and acceptable to God is worship that comes to him from the inward appearance of faith, not the outward appearance of works. And of course, I need to tell you what I mean by this. We'll take a few days here this week to do just that. And we begin by going all the way over in our Bibles to the New Testament book of Hebrews. As I said last week, we will do what the Bible does and pair Genesis chapter 4 verse 4 with Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4. If you have your Bible handy now, move over to Hebrews 11 with me. If you do not, give these verses a read tonight before lights out and get them on your mind for our time together over the next few days. I will pick up the reading at Hebrews 11, verse 1. And I will read verses 1, 2, and 4. This is verses 1, 2, and 4 of Hebrews 11. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the men of old gained approval. And I am now skipping over verse 3. So I am reading now at Hebrews 11, verse 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which Abel obtained the testimony that Abel was righteous, 
God, testifying about his gifts, and through faith, though Abel is dead, Abel still speaks. Aha! You heard it. You heard me read it. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain. What is the difference between Abel's offering and Cain's offering all the way back at the beginning of the Bible? Hebrews answers us. Abel brought his offering by faith. Cain did not bring his offering by faith. The difference in one word is faith. Now, I hope you will follow along. The way my mind works, I have an immediate question. And my question is, what is faith? What is faith? Well, thanks be to God, the answer leaps off the page at us in Hebrews 11, verse 1. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. What is faith? That is faith. First, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. For the person, like Abel, who possesses real, genuine, biblical faith, that faith will give this person a present assurance for a future reality. I like the way J. Oswald Sanders put it, quote, Faith enables the believing soul to treat the future as the present and the invisible as the seen. I will repeat that for note-takers. J. Oswald Sanders says, Faith enables the believing soul to treat the future as the present and the invisible as the seen. A classic example of this is all of us who believe by faith in Jesus Christ. My two eyes, these physical parts of my body, have never seen Jesus. I do not know what he looks like. I can imagine what he might have looked like in his earthly human body, and what he looks like now in his resurrected heavenly body. But I cannot say to you, I have seen the Lord. He is invisible to me. Have your eyes seen him? No, right? And yet, and yet, we believe in him. We hope to see Christ one day, and our faith gives us the assurance we will see the Lord. It is impossible to believe in Jesus Christ unless we do so by faith. Faith enables us to treat the future as the present and the invisible as the visible. And this Greek word used for assurance is significant. The Greek word here is hypostasis. This means to stand under, that which stands under, a foundation. This is the firm ground on which faith stands. We can say assurance is a support, substance, and steadiness. And I must add, the Greek word describes standing under a guaranteed agreement. This assurance is like a title deed. A title deed entitles someone to what is guaranteed, such as having the title deed to a property. The property is yours. You own it. 
Likewise, our faith entitles us to what God has promised us. So faith is, first of all, the assurance of things hoped for. Faith is an absolute certainty in what God has promised. The kind of faith Abel had was the assurance of the things he hoped for. And we will find out more about faith tomorrow on God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.